0: Good morning, it's June 2nd, and it's Zadok's birthday. Um, the Old Testament reading is 2 Samuel 19, 11 to 2013. King David sent this message to Zadok and Abiathar, the priests, Ask the elders of Judah, Why should you be the last to bring the king back to his palace? Since what is being said throughout Israel has reached the king at his quarters. You are my brothers, my own flesh and blood. So why should you be the last to bring back the king? And say to Amasa, Are you not my own flesh and blood? May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if from now on you are not the commander of my army in place of Joab. He won over the hearts of all the men of Judah, as though they were one man. They sent word to the king, Return you and all your men. Then the king returned and went as far as the Jordan. Now the men of Judah had come to Gilgal to go out and meet the king and bring him across the Jordan. Shimai, son of Gera, the Benjamite, from Baharam, hurried down with the men of Judah to meet King David. With him were a thousand Benjamites, along with Ziba, the steward of Saul's household, and his fifteen sons and twenty servants. They rushed to the Jordan, where the king was. They crossed at the ford to take with the king's household, to take the king's household over, and to do whatever he wished. When Shammai, son of Gera, crossed the Jordan, he fell prostrate before the king and said to him, "'May my lord not hold me guilty.' Do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day my lord, the king, left Jerusalem? May the king put it out of his mind, for I, your servant, know that I have sinned. But today I have come here as the first of the whole house of Joseph to come down and meet my lord, the king. Then Abishai, son of Zeruah, said, Shouldn't Shammai be put to death for this? He cursed the Lord's anointed. David replied, What do you and I have in common, you sons of Zeruiah? This day you have become my adversaries. Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Do I not know that today I am king over Israel? So the king said to Shimei, You shall not die, and the king promised him an on oath. Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson, also went down to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet or trimmed his mustache or washed his clothes from the day the king left until the day he returned safely. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king asked him, "'Why didn't you go with me, Mephibosheth?' He said, "'My lord the king, since I your servant am lame, "'I said, I will have my donkey saddled and will ride on it, "'so I can go with the king. "'But Ziba my servant betrayed me, "'and he has slandered your servant to my lord the king. "'My lord the king is like an angel of God, "'so do whatever pleases you. "'All my grandfather's descendants deserve nothing but death.' From my lord, the king, but you gave your servant a place among those who eat at your table. So what right do I have to make any more appeals to the king? The king said to him, Why say more? I order you and Ziba to divide the fields. Mephibosheth said to the king, Let him take everything, now that my lord, the king, has arrived home safely. Barzillai the Gileadite also came down from Rogalum to cross the Jordan with the king and to send him on his way from there. Now, Birzalai was a very old man, 80 years of age. He had provided for the king during his stay in Mahanim, for he was a very wealthy man. The king said to Birzalai, Cross over with me and stay with me in Jerusalem, and I will provide for you. But Birzalai answered the king, How many more years will I live that I should go up to Jerusalem with the king? I am now eighty years old. Can I tell the difference between what is good and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats and drinks? Can I still hear the voices of men and women singers? Why should your servant be an added burden to my lord, the king? Your servant will cross over the Jordan with the king for a short distance. But why should the king reward me in this way? Let your servant return, that I may die in my own town near the tomb of my father and mother. But here is your servant, Kim ham let him cross over with my lord the king. Do for him whatever pleases you. The king said, Kimham shall cross over with me, and I will do for him whatever pleases you. And anything you desire for me, I will do for you. So all the people crossed the Jordan, and the, then the king crossed over. The king kissed Barzillai and gave him his blessing, and Berzali returned to his home. When the king crossed over to Gilgal, Kimham crossed with him. All the troops of Judah and half the troops of Israel had taken the king over. Soon all the men of Israel were coming to the king and saying to him, Why did our brothers, the men of Judah, steal the king away and bring him and his household across the Jordan together with all his men? All the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, We did this because the king is closely related to us. Why are you angry about it? Have we eaten any of the king's provisions? Have we taken anything for ourselves? Then the men of Israel answered the men of Judah, We have ten shares in the king, and besides, we have a greater claim on David than you have. So why do you treat us with contempt? Were we not the first to speak of bringing back our king? But the men of Judah responded even more harshly than the men of Israel. Now a troublemaker named Sheba, son of Berkri, a Benjamite, happened to be there. He sounded the trumpet and shouted, We have no share in David, no part in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent, O Israel. So all the men of Israel deserted David to follow Sheba son of Bichri. But the men of Judah stayed by their king all the way from the Jordan to Jerusalem. When David returned to his palace in Jerusalem, he took the ten concubines he had left to take care of the palace and put them in a house under guard. He provided for them, but did not lie with them. They were kept in confinement till the day of their death, living as widows." Then the king said to Amasa, Summon the men of Judah to come to me within three days, and be here yourself. But when Amasa went to summon Judah, he took longer than the time the king had set for him. David said to Abishai, Now Sheba, son of Bichri, will do us more harm than Absalom did. Take your master's men and pursue him, or he will find fortified cities and escape from us. So Joab's men and the Kirithites and Pilithites and all the mighty warriors went out under the command of Abishai. They marched out from Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, son of Bichri. While they were at the great rock in Gibeon, Amasa came to meet them. Job was wearing his military tunic, and strapped over it at his wrist was a belt with a dagger in its sheath. As he stepped forward, it dropped out of its sheath. Joab said to Amasa, "'How are you, my brother?' Then Job took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. Amasa was not on his guard against the dagger in Job's hand, and Job plunged it into his belly, and his intestines spilled out on the ground without being stabbed again. Amasa died. Then Joab and his brother Abishai pursued Sheba, son of Bichri. one of Job's men stood beside Amasa and said, "Whoever finds favor uh, whoever favors Joab and whoever is for David, let him follow Joab." Amasa lay wallowing in his blood in the middle of the road, and the man saw that all the troops came to a halt there. When he realized that everyone who came up to Amasa stopped, he dragged him from the road into a field and threw a garment over him. After Amasa had been removed from the road, all the men went on with Joab to pursue Sheba, son of Bichri. John 21, 1-25 Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, it happened this way, Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Canaan in Galilee, Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples worked together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and, caught, and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? "'No,' they answered. "'He said, "'Throw your net on the right side of the boat, "'and you will find some.' "'When they did, they were unable to haul the net in "'because of the large number of fish. "'Then the disciple, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, "'It is the Lord.' "'As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, "'It is the Lord,' he wrapped his outer garment around him, "'for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. "'The other disciples followed in the boat, "'towing the net full of fish, "'for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards.' When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, "'Bring some of the fish you have caught, have just caught.' Simon Peter climbed aboard and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, "'Come and have breakfast.' None of the disciples dared ask him, "'Who are you?' They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish." This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went out, went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the brothers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die, he only said if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would have would have would be written. Psalm one hundred twenty one to seven. I call on the Lord in my distress, and he answers me. Save me, O Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. What will he do to me? What will he do to you? And what more besides, O deceitful tongue? He will punish you with a warrior's sharp arrows, with burning coals of the broom tree. Woe to me that I dwell in Mishak, that I live among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I lived among those who hate peace. I am a man of peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Proverbs sixteen sixteen to 17 How much better to get wisdom than gold, to choose understanding rather than silver. The highway of the upright avoids evil. He who guards his way guards his life. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Walk with a king today and be a blessing.